Welcome to the Futile Podcast. Tonight, we got Tyler, Tyson, and Ian, and we're going to cover some of these DC animated movies that just popped on Netflix, or maybe just in general. Uh, so, let's go. Take it off. Before what we, we get started, I am sort of disappointed that you didn't wait to open that Rainier and so we can get the crisp opening of that can to that's, start the podcast. That's Mark's thing. That's Seth's oh, thing. Seth's thing? Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about Seth's thing. No, no. Is it a Rainier every time? Because I don't no, know. I feel cool, like that must it? have its own distinct sound. Yes. It's mildly distinct sound. <laughs> it sounds like glaciers breaking. <laughs> it does. It sounds like the Rockies being tapped. <laughs> All right, so... What what movies did they put out? They put out they put Son of Batman. Son of Batman. Mm-hmm. Or Batman and Son. Or Batman and Son. Like they run a tow truck company or something. Yeah. <laughs> Batman and Son is actually what the comic is called. Right. Son mm-hmm. of Batman, they switched it. Because uh, yeah. maybe they didn't want it to sound like a tow truck company. But, <laughs> and this is the funny part about it, we really want to get deep cuts on this and get into it. The first issue of Batman and Son, uh, which is the beginning of Grant Morrison's big epic Batman arc, which is why I think they didn't make the, the movie as close to the comic or even at all. They, close they to could the not make it as epic. Yeah, yeah they could. Well, and they couldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. Well, they, it they, wor- wouldn't have worked. But they definitely went like they went for it on the epic scale. Right. But it was more uh, like your generic epic scale, like under. Do, do we do spoilers? Or do yeah. We, okay. Yeah, we'll do spoilers on all <laughs> these guys. So if you watched watch your Batman movies or your Superman movies or whatever the heck mm-hmm. they are. So, yeah, and there's, you know, underwater bases and blowing up oil rigs and all that, like, multiple Lazarus pits. Like, it was more just generic, like, accessible epicness. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not gonna, gonna be part one of a multi-part thing, which mm-hmm. is what Batman and Son is. Mm-hmm. But the joke is also there in the title of that first, first issue. It's called Building a Better Batmobile. <laughs> so then, right. they, doesn't it start with them like flying around or something in it, or does that? Am I thinking of a different? Batman? You're thinking of uh, the return. Uh, okay. The return was the one shot when when Bruce Wayne c- came back from after he got bounced around mm-hmm. after Final Crisis through time. And right. And that whole flying Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the flying Batmobile was what he was building at the beginning of the arc, right, and then Damien right. finishishes it, and then in Batman and Robin they're flying around in it mm-hmm. for a while. So that's the whole Morrison thing, and that's a, that's a whole podcast unto itself. And we, okay, yeah. we might only tangentially touch on that. <laughs> in this. So you've got yeah. So you've got one pre fifty two storyline at least if you're going by the comics, and this isn't, so it's kind of hard hard to say. And then two other movies that I, I'd say are sort of the one is the Flashpoint Paradox, which is the Flashpoint miniseries, which mm-hmm. was when DC decided to reinvent the wheel, flip the table over, and <laughs> right. knock all the pieces off the chessboard, it's or nice something. have a character like the Flash, where it's like, hey, we need to like really mess with the time stream. Well, we'll just send Flash. Get right. Flash on that. Exactly. And then the other one was War. It was just called like, Justice, Justice League War. War. Yeah. And that was the first five to six issues of the Justice League comic. The, that the they new 52. Right. And I feel like that out of all of them was maybe the closest to the comics. Yeah, I, th- I don't remember the, the Flashpoint comic, but I feel like it was probably pretty close. It, in, I mean, they kind of got some of the scope, but there was so many comics in that series and so many uh, tie-ins. Oh, and tie-ins. Like, there was a whole thing, like, they touched on Deathstroke's ship where he's out in the ocean and he's got his band of misfits, but they don't, that was about it. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> 
that was pretty instrumental to the comic book story because they were going after, I don't know if it was Adam, Captain Adam in the comics that was like the secret weapon. The, I think it was a guy that could actually manipulate the earth and could cause seismic um, activity and they were like amplifying his abilities but in the movie they changed it to Captain Adam and he just basically used a nuclear bomb. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing, like they touched on it, there was the thing with the uh, Grifter and Cricket and all those guys and that was a whole other thing, it was Lois Lane and some band of misfits right. and they were doing their thing um, there was a lot more to the feud between Wonder Woman and Aquaman and yeah so it was it was very like kind of skimmed of the whole thing um, but for, out of all those movies that we mentioned that was definitely the most brutal uh, like there was some there was some pretty horrific things that happened in that and no when you say brutal brutal has, a, has an interesting connotation now on the internet Right. And it could mean it could yeah it could mean yeah, brutal. Is it, is it brutal or is it brutal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so you have to say it the right way. Well, yeah. no, no. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to say, like, do you think that, that it's it, it's like this? It's like bad versus bad, right? Like it was the baddest thing ever. Oh, it's it like bad. yeah, <laughs> brutal. Brutal can mean that it was just terrible, like not good, or it can, <laughs> or it can mean like in like a this is embarrassing and stupid, mm. or it can mean like you know you like said that. Okay. Violent, well, violent and in disturbing. this particular instance, I am talking about violence. Like yeah, it, you're using it like an adult would use it, and not like, <laughs> not, like not like an internet troll. Poor cyborg. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm I might yeah the whole cyborg thing that was kind of intense. Like he goes through a lot. Uh, obviously, like there are Amazons and. Uh, fish people, I don't know what they're called. Atlanteans. Atlanteans. Yeah. They're dying left and right. Um, the Wonder Woman is just slashing people to bits. With yeah, she was she, rad. Yeah, she was. <laughs> though, though it's, I, I, got, I get what you say, mm -hmm. but I didn't, when I did my little Letterboxd review, like I was telling you about Letterboxd, yeah. I, I did like boom, 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 and then ended with Dark Knight Returns, the deluxe edition, <laughs> which is not on there. So. No, oh man, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. But, um, I, I was like, yeah, it, it has lots of violence and people getting killed and, and everything and everyone gets killed, but that's all, it's the big, like, it doesn't count. Mm. It doesn't count. Of course, that's right. how they get away with it. it. That's it's how they get too, away with right? it. Yeah, it's it's like, not even an Earth 2. It's like not even, it's like a pocket trans transitory dimensional thing. Where it's, it's, a little, like, yeah, it's a loop it's not, time. It's not going to come back to that, that planet no. again or anything. There's, there's literally is, no consequence right, that anything because, happens in it. And, it was weird the way they set it up, and I can't... It's been a while since I've read the comics, so I can't remember whether this is how it happens, although I don't think it does. But somehow Flash subconsciously goes back in time and saves his mom. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't remember doing it. Well, I He's, think because of the time stream, blah, 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 yeah, stuff. No, but yeah. he remembers everything else. It's just this one event where he goes back and saves yeah, his mom, and right. he's just like, why is everything different now? And it's like, did he... Just get like wasted, like I'm gonna go save my mom, and everything will be cool. And then... because comics convenience gets a little, <laughs> a little too. Well, in the movie, he like so he he's visiting his mother's grave, mm -hmm. and then he's called to go stop the rogues, mm -hmm. which he does. And then Zoom shows up. Right. They stop Zoom and the rogues. And it's wonderful and heroic. And then he's lamenting about how the one person he couldn't save is his mother. And then he goes running really fast. And I always thought that was like. He's like, oh, he's real emotional about it, and takes off running. As, yeah, and then, and that's when it happens. Yeah, right. exactly. But turns out, 
He doesn't just go fast enough to blow off steam. He goes fast <laughs> enough to bend time and space, <laughs> which I think would just be something you really have to try to do, not just like, oh, so I accidentally went back in time. He does it later with a bullet in it, or with a, a sword bullet in his Oh, right, right. Well, Flash always heals extra mm-hmm. fast because he's Flash. He does everything fast. You say he heals in a Flash. You might even say that. <laughs> but yeah, he gets limping, and he gets like a, a super speed limp going, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's out running a nuclear bomb limping. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So On water, I think, too, at one point. Yeah, on yeah eventually he gets on water. But, um, yeah, that whole, like, setting it up that way was kind of like, I get what they're trying to, like, can't mess with time. You never know when you might start an international incident because you decide to save your mom. Yeah. But, <laughs> the butterfly effect. You're right. But at the same time, it was like, eh, they maybe should have made him a little more, like, cognizant of his actions, like, rather than just be like, what happened? Oh, and then Zoom has to explain it. It's like, you went back and saved your mom. It's like, I did? Right. <laughs> it's like, how does Zoom know? And he doesn't you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think, wasn't the, the lore supposed to be that They're he's the together. one that killed him and killed the mom in the first... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... It's weak. Mm-hmm. It's it is. weak. And, and, like, I have a lot of problems with the new 52 and the, and the DC. I have no problem with reboots for comics. I just they, think yeah. they need to be done in a more intelligent way. <laughs> I mean, the, the, they, <laughs> were, they were literally in the middle of an epic Batman storyline. This way, they, they didn't really start Batman over again. No, not till Snyder did Zero Year mm-hmm. well into yeah. the, the new 52. Well, that's the thing, is they tried to like kind of have their cake and eat it, they too. They absolutely like, did. We're, we're restarting, but not really. I mean, well, like, they restarted. They did what they did for Infinite Crisis, or, or not Infinite Crisis, but Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. They restarted the ones that were weaker, but Batman sucks kind of good, so they just kind of tweak it a but little. But they didn't spend a lot of time like rebuilding these characters because I think they realized pretty early on it's like people already know who these characters are. Like you can put Superman in a shady little apartment and have him wear like t-shirt in a t-shirt or whatever and have him be like i'm just <laughs> learning to be superman and this is really hard balancing work life and heroism right but it doesn't last very long it's like a few few comments in and he gets his suit and he's like okay now i'm now i'm yeah real superman and yeah. i'll just go back to doing my superman stuff that you're I, all familiar with i think that's the um it seemed more or less like just an effort to erase everything that happened in the golden silver age you're just like forget all that stuff that was wacky weird stuff well and it reintroduces with hey kids do you like tight pants and comics we got <laughs> something for you yeah. and and it's the issue one thing and the the, the craze of the idea of oh my, oh my god everybody wants you all buy every single issue one of every single thing it's all happening at once i mean what they can achieve if they if they want to do it in a really smart way with these reboots or whatever and why not do it do it under every new editorial run or something you know every five years every ten years whatever that would mm-hmm. be fine yeah. to a whole new generation right is really plan it out really think about it and create a world where there would be consequences because like if, you know you, and they didn't do that very well with, mm-hmm. with DC if they were gonna do a reboot they need to do like what they're doing currently with Batman and like 
really changed things up. Like where they have Jim Gordon being Batman right, and right. he's like big robo Batman. I only suit. know a little bit about that. I'm not caught up to that. Right. So well, that, that is a spoiler to me. But, but I, still, I know a little like, bit, yeah. That's a radical departure in something new and a like a different exploration on the right. character. It's like yeah. you can get back to Bruce being Batman and whatnot, but why not explore some other things? Right. Although Thomas Wayne as Batman. That was pretty yeah. good. Now that that honestly, the, and then you talked about the spinoffs. I, I got the Azarello did three issue spinoff mm-hmm. of uh, during the Paradox Flashpoint because like that was what it mostly was like all yeah. these things, um, and that actually was pretty good because the idea that that his greatest villain becomes his wife mm-hmm. who becomes sort of the she's the Joker. Yeah, and they right. hint at that in the movie. Real they quick. do. They do hint at it, and yeah, in the comics, like there, it's pretty messed up. Like it's a lot. It's a lot more psychological yeah. um, because they have this connection. Like they're, I don't know if they're exes. I don't know if they ever get divorced. Like probably, <laughs> probably never got around to doing the paper. Like, I don't know how you would do that. You like they <laughs> serve the Joker divorce papers. <laughs> yeah, there's no became a super villain check mark. Right. It's like, well, what are, what are your problems? <laughs> Sexual problems. Are you gonna? How are you gonna split? I guess they don't have custody because Bruce died. So, so, so because yeah. that, so much of that one doesn't count, and it's all about setting up a new thing. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, as a movie, it feels like I don't know that it was a smart, a good, a good decision to even do that. As a movie, well, I think that's why just, a lot of, in a lot of ways, they focus more on just this war because it was something everyone could get behind. It right. was simple enough. Like, oh, things are different, and in this world, Thomas becomes Batman and Bruce dies, and in this world. Uh, Wonder Woman almost marries Aquaman. Although I don't really remember, they were just somehow in love. Like, they were they having, never. They had, were having an affair. But they never like had any romantic interest towards each other in the normal timeline. So for whatever reason, saving Barry's mom gets them romantically uh, into each other. Yep. And <laughs> butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. Normal. And then. Um, what else was going on? Yeah, and then everything else was basically just... Superman lands in the city, and that's the biggest thing. I right. think, I think yeah. that ends up being the big... Now, it would have been clever of them to connect an event or an issue. Yeah, the Superman thing is, is, is huge. It's always been big. In any of the alternate stories or whatever, they're always like, what's this guy doing? Even in the Dark Knight, it's like, what's this guy doing? Where's mm-hmm. he? And then when he shows up, it's like, okay. You, know, you, have, to, you have to... Anything DC, I think, that's, that's going to try to be big... Has to always initially answer the Superman question. Sure, <laughs> like there's no timeline where he like I don't know misses Earth or something, like the little spaceship he just like sails off into nowhere and he just floats. It off. That'd be interesting. Wonder goes into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the then you super get, powerful. You get the sun guy. And then he uh, died. Showed up in Superman four or five or whatever. Oh right, the sun god guy yeah. from the future. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the return of the all star Superman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but, uh, that was a good animated, though. I think uh, when they take good comics mm-hmm. and they do faithful adaptations, they're good. All-Star Superman is good. Dark Knight Returns is good. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a huge problem with, with Son of Batman. Uh, James Robinson did the storyline for it. Like you said, it, it is kind of a standalone epic thing. I think if you go into it wanting it to be like part one of the Morrison epic, mm-hmm. you're going to be really, really disappointed. And, <laughs> and like at the beginning, I was like, kind of incredulously like they're sort of starting this in the wrong way they're it was really weird the way they started it because it's like at Ra's al Ghul's right, training, exactly. complex, training complex and apparently 
Anybody can just fly up to this complex and just annihilate an army. It's just of like in Ninja Assassin. Remember that movie, Ninja Assassin? Oh yeah, I remember. Ninja Where it starts Assassin. and the ninjas are super great, but then by the end there's like SUVs and tanks. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you just fly up and just nuke them all, and it's like the only defense is not even arms. Talia has to go up to the minigun that shoots arrows. Yeah, <laughs> that was because they have some kind of weird assassin code about only using like yeah, old, I know, antiquated like, technology. Talia will use guns any other time. Right. But yeah. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have a minigun as long as it only shoots ancient weapons. Right. Yeah. It shoots ancient arrows at helicopters. And it won't be manned unless someone with really awesome skills can flip their way up to it because there's no stairway. She was really awesome. Yeah. She has ghosts and fools left and right. <laughs> yeah. Ghosts and those She flips her way up there. It has a shitload of arrows in it. I don't know where they're coming from because there's no belt or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> and maybe she's just taking out soldiers left and right. And I was like, damn, that's more effective than the miniguns and the helicopters. And it's coming from a quiver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just load quivers into it. <laughs> the green arrow should have been involved somehow. Yeah, sure. Why not? Arrows. Yeah. Anytime well, arrows. Anytime arrows are. Except if it was him, they'd all have like little punching gloves attached. To it. <laughs> Which, if you want to go back to the Morrison stuff, <laughs> they did use that in a Justice League issue that he wrote, and it was great. Somehow he's able to take all the stupid Silver Age and Golden Age stuff and contextualize it, and I think it's because he really appreciates it. Like I, I really read, read, the, read the book boxing, he wrote. Boxing you, glove on an arrow. Have you read the, read the book he wrote? Mm-hmm. Uh, gods and Monsters? Oh, or, yeah. Not yeah. Gods and It's something with superheroes and super gods. Or yeah. It's kind of an autobiography about him, but it's about via comics, and he has like the whole chapter just like analyzing the first page of Watchmen, mm-hmm. and he gets into the Dark Knight Returns thing, which I, I thought his analysis of Dark Knight Returns is spot on, mm-hmm. because he... Everybody, it's easy to say, oh, what they did is they took this cheesier Batman walking around the day in the blue suit, say, you know, shaking hands with the general and mm. and all that, and they put him in a dark, gritty reality. It's like, there's elements of that, but it also becomes like an honest-to-God epic. You know, it starts with like an old man trying to, trying to die, giving up on everything, mm. and it ends with this guy taking down a god. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, starting, like, a whole thing. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it's kind of off topic, but the, that was him transforming Batman to the Batman that we know now, but when he's later on in his years, right. and then they took that Batman that he becomes, when he becomes 50 or whatever he is, and then sort of reformats the Younger Batman, three year one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he did reinvent it. Definitely. He gave him the alpha, he gave him the omega, and then gave him the alpha. <laughs> but so, uh, so back to the son, son of, of Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so somehow, and they throw out a lot of things that are kind of like weren't necessary and be, make it harder to like. I don't know, come to terms with. Uh, like to divorce yourself from the comic continuity. Well, it, it takes yourself, yeah, the comic continuity, but also the, um, you know, you're not as able to uh, suspend your disbelief. Because there are a lot of weird things, like uh, people with swords can, with no enhanced ability, can deflect bullets. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, you're ninja, I might give you like one or two bullets. But if you're surrounded by guys with like semi-automatic rifles, and you're just deflecting bullets, True. it's like... It, it takes you out of it. It's like yes. you're you're ninja e. That doesn't mean that you can stand there and do that. That no. means that you're stealthy and you're you 
run when you have to kind of thing. Yeah. And and then at Slade Wilson, Deathstroke is able to sort of take out Ra's al Ghul, but he can't deal with his son or his grandson yeah. is another kind of like, really? Yeah, <laughs> definitely the human characters, including Damien, are a bit OP to use mm-hmm. the term. Yes. Yeah. There are far too many scenes of uh, Deathstroke with his mask off as well. <laughs> he, he's not... It's not the same if he. It's just it's not the same if he's an old man with a be, like a big old like right. Colonel Sanders mustache. <laughs> like I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. Slade. That's a terrifying Slade. Mm-hmm. I, I only saw a few episodes of that. Did you take his mask off in that? Never. No, they never did. Yeah. Never. And, and the, the because it was such a strange sort of reality, and I never saw enough of them to really know what was going on. But I always sort of in the back of my mind thought. What if that's Bruce Wayne? And yeah. I thought that that would sure. be really cool as an alternate reality where it's like the villainized and his obsession with Robin. I just feel like one episode where they were fighting on top of it and then it said Wayne Tower or something. I'm like, yeah. uh, what, if, what if that's what's going on? That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is going off on a whole other thing, but there were there, people were talking about that when the Batman v Superman trailer came out. They were like, this. There was a theory right. that it was actually Deathstroke. Or it was Bruce Wayne to become Deathstroke or something like right. along those lines. Um, because, yeah, they do have very similar skills. Now, Deathstroke is also supposed to be, like, sort of superhuman. He's enhanced. Right. But they kind of threw that out. And just And they made him connected to Ra's al Ghul, which he is never that way in the comics. He's always been his own guy. Right. And Bruce went to him for training early on. Um, and he has always been kind of this little guy, but you don't see him with his mask off often. You shouldn't. Yeah, you should. I mean, it definitely like dispels the illusion a little bit. Um, so yeah, they they messed with that character, which was disappointing for people who are fans of Deathstroke because yeah. Deathstroke I think deserved better than that, rather than just like I was supposed to be the new Razal Girl. Right. I'm just like any other henchman, except I have a cool mask. Yeah. He's not calculating at all. Yeah. This part's supposed to be like a, a, a brilliant mastermind as opposed to just like, oh, I've got helicopters. Mm-hmm. What's the, I'll yeah. take over your operation. <laughs> yeah. Yo, ninjas mean nothing to me. What's the... Um... Well, they kept calling him Rage Al Ghul, too. That bothers me. <laughs> Sorry, continue. The Brad, the Brad Metzler, or I'm forgetting his last name wrong, but he's like a proper novelist. Uh, he, he wrote was it Identity Crisis? Or what mm. was what was the story? What was the bo- the, the book? And then there's a scene in there when Deathstroke takes out like four of like the B level Justice League characters at once, and it's from his perspective, like mm. describing what he needs to do to like make them kind of all fall in on each other. Yeah, and it's like if I hit this one here, then they're going to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and that, I mean I've I've not read much of Deathstroke stuff, so I, I don't have this. I can't stand Death. on that. But that that one scene and that one thing was memorable as being like this guy. There's a lot of cool Deathstroke lore. Like, do you remember um, the Batwoman for a while after No Man's Land? Uh, Kane, Cassandra Kane? Right. Was. No, that's a different. You're thinking of. Uh, it was. Uh, Huntress was the Batwoman for a while. Huntress was Batwoman, but Cassandra Kane was daughter of Deathstroke. Right. And right. Batman brought her in to be Batwoman. Batgirl. Batgirl. She was the th- yeah. third Batgirl. And she was trained oh, by him mm-hmm. to only speak through violence. Like, she didn't actually know how to speak. She only knew how to communicate through punching you in the face. Right. 
and like that alone is like I don't know how you do that, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's like all she knew was punching people in the face. And if you could have a decent conversation, I'm sure she'd be great at it. <laughs> but, like, that kind of stuff. And there was the Bruce Wayne fugitive. And... Yeah, that was yeah. related to that. And right? then uh, he was in that, and they, he basically, like, kind of gives himself up. And Batman's like, you can get out of this. Like, why are you going through this? And he's just like, I don't care. And he's just like, ugh. So it's, like, it's a given in a lot of comics that he is, like, supreme badass... But, I don't know, whenever he's portrayed in, like, cartoons, or even in the Arrow, he's, like, not really that intimidating. Yeah. And it's kind of like, eh. It's pretty scary in Arrow. He's, eh. He's got his, like, army of... The problem with Arrow is the way they introduced that character, that relationship was really good, but then I feel like I missed an episode because all of a sudden it's about him being... They give him... The reason he gets to flip and be so angry is because of some character they just met and they they were both in love with or Mm -hmm. something. And I'm just like, wait, when did this all become (laughs) such a big deal to make... It's like they didn't do the work of establishing that turn... Uh, Arrow was a whole other set of problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, every character in that flips three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Four times yeah. Except for Arrow, who's keeps saying he's going to become more lighthearted, and he's the Green Arrow now. But he's the same Arrow. He's just like continually pissed off and blames himself for everything. Yep. Murder and less for less Merkin. Yes, yes, less Merkin. <laughs> also, to continue about Green Arrow, they introduced. So they they showed the mask. They showed the Deathstroke mask first right and so you're like oh shit that's deathstroke oh my god this dude's deathstroke he has to fight him that's crazy and then it turns out no he's partnering with deathstroke and that's this other dude named wintergreen (laughs) what the fuck is that and they were they were australian uh, there were there were were like two deathstrokes they were like part of a team yeah it was just their their helmet that is yeah so unnecessary special helmets (laughs) like orange and black helmets like it's uh it's that's Practical. It's all TV bait and switch horse shit. Yeah. Horse shit. I mean, if you, chances are, if you see something very early on that's going to elude at something, yeah. it's going to be like a breadcrumb. It's kind of halfway pandering garbage too. And oh, like, yeah, you I don't was... know what they're going to do. I mean, it's pretty rare they know what they're going to do with it. I mean, it was, I, I was fine with it being, you know, what fan bait yeah. for sure. I was like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> well, in that first season of Arrow, it was like the, one of the high, more highly regarded seasons of Arrow. Like everyone's like, eh, it went downhill from there. Yeah. But, yeah, it was still kind of like he became a little more generic villain if the plans of destroying or taking over the city, which it's always kind of like, okay, we're going here now. Yep. Back to destroy the city. (laughs) So, back to the Batman and Son, or Son of Batman, or whatever. Um, (laughs) The other thing is, like, so he takes out Ra's al Ghul by, like, blowing up a building and... He gets out, but Ra's al Ghul just lights, it's lit on fire, can't make it to his Lazarus pit to save himself. Um, and for some reason, they can't, they're like, oh, that's too late, can't toss him in. Like, I didn't really get that either. It seems like he's come back from worse. <laughs> he's like, he was so close. Because he, like, basically yeah. drags himself all the way down to the pool. He's got, like, his hand by the edge of it. Right. And they're just like, that's too late. You can't just, like, <laughs> push him in. Because yeah, in they, the comics, they've brought people back from, like, being dead for a while. Oh, yeah. You're not just being, like, burned and just got there. Jason Todd. Jason yeah. Todd. Mm-hmm. Or, well, that, 
Worked out super well for him. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple different versions of how they think they, they did that. Or well, yeah, it was originally like the super boy punch that changed time. Or right, whatever, yeah. right. <laughs> Reverberating on space time. Right, and then... Bad decision in general. <laughs> right, and they're like, yeah, maybe we should just make it the last Let's not, let's not bring it back in the first place. Not everybody needs to come back. They still haven't brought Jean Grey back, but they've probably done all that by now. Red Hood's yeah. pretty rad, though. Red Hood, he's basically the DC's Punisher now. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. But, mm-hmm. but trained by Batman. I know, and I have, I think I it bugs me like it bugs Batman. That, that guy's out there using what he's trained <laughs> to do things he would never... I just feel like he would. He would the, I feel like he would put him down. As well. The thing is, they brought him. They like brought him into the fold now because now he's yeah. part of like the outlaws or something. He's they part of a team now, yeah. and it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that, that diminishes <laughs> his badass Punisher status too, and then right. he's just kind of okay. So now it's like, yeah, he's, he, he's Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, when he first showed up, he was like collecting heads and taking out monsters. And he was like, and he had like his <laughs> trip right. minds and weird things, just kind of like the Punisher did. But his thing was like, who is this guy? He's got a helmet on. Nobody can tell. I forgot he had a duffel bag full of heads. <laughs> that was, yeah, in the first Red Hood story. Yeah. And then they nuked Bloodhaven and then Infinite <laughs> Crisis happens. Which is probably one of the best DC animated movies under the hood or Red Hood. Red Hood, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember good. much about it, but I've seen it. If you get a, if they ever bring it on Netflix or whenever. Yeah, I saw it, it used to on be Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah watch it again because it is... I think it's one of the best. They have an awesome Joker done by uh, Dimaggio Bender from yeah. Futurama, and yeah, it's just it's good fight scenes. It's good drama. There's a duffel bag full of heads. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of lots of things to love about that. So, yeah, going back to the son of Batman. So Razo will doesn't quite make it to the pit, and they just call it. Like good, and I'm like well, sorry, we're gonna have to go see Batman now, and she just shows up and is like, "Hey, Batman, here's your kid. Right, have fun." And Batman's like, "Oh shit!" She puts on her little dress on her boat, and mm-hmm. he's, he just kind of hangs out in, in Batman garb. <laughs> yeah, like, it's What's just going like, on? I know that's always funny. Whenever they have like sex scenes or whatnot with Batman, he's always just like. I'm going to keep being Batman. You can dress <laughs> yeah. whatever you want. You're doing your weird change of outfit. Even thing. when he, like, does have sex and whatnot, he keeps the, the cowl on. Well, in the context <laughs> in the context of, of that whole interaction with Talia, yeah. Right? Yeah, That's well, even they're more... Yeah, even <laughs> more so recently, they, when they rebooted Catwoman, one of the first Catwoman comics... Right. They get on, but he keeps on his mask. Well, because, because she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, I know, but they, like... Yeah, it's so dumb. It's, like, it's, it's so dumb. I was thinking <laughs> about that here recently, and I was like, oh, yeah... That's right. They did that when they rebooted because they because the Batman's such a they just they did what they did with Wolverine and Marvel. They just dilute the character by putting the character the one the more popular character in, in everything, and then you're like, wait, so is the Batman that Scott Snyder's doing like interesting work on here? <laughs> the same as the one who's like having kind of a who cares relationship with a reporter and detective and then is that the same one that's like banging Selena Kyle right. well there's the thing is like, what we uh, need to take away from this is Batman's getting a lot of action on the side yeah so when you don't see him in Scott Snyder's he's like off with some chick right <laughs> well that was the other thing I'm speaking of you know, I'm talking about the schizophrenic characters right the, in Son of Batman yeah Son of Batman right Yes, yeah, that's what this one's called. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very confused. See, that's now. another problem with changing the name. It's like, so, <laughs> which one? Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
when he's fighting Deathstroke, oh, sorry, when I, I should say when uh, when uh, Damien is fighting Deathstroke, he gets a fucking he gets a knife through both of his arms. Oh yeah, and then wins the fight. But then but then they have the problem of okay, well now we've got this super badass kid. He's only been super badass the entire film, and then now now he's like, oh mom, and he goes in for a hug. Uh-huh. Re- like that's. <laughs> That's not right. Mm-hmm. You can't have this murderous little monster that is like bleeding profusely from his arms. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I miss you, mom. And he's never acted that way ever in it. the entirety of. Ugh, yeah. Mom is the fuck out of me. They should have just left him be like the little sociopath that he is. He, he is that way in the comics. Like he never relents on his just being a total little dick. Which I'm fine with. Yes. No. Exactly. No. No, you're both wrong. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. I'm sorry, because the. I mean, and they do it a little better in the comics, and it's hinted at in the movie, but the time he spends with Batman, well, yeah, with Bruce Wayne, changes him a little. And, it, it, and at the end of that Batman and Son Grant Morrison run, the same thing happens. It's actually a little bit moving, I thought, oh. because he, ple- he makes a plea for them to be a family. And and Bruce is just as like I don't trust Talia. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. But the, like, the way the movie ended, I think it was like maybe it would be a family. It's a fast flip, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he's 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 said several times how much he enjoys killing people. Right. <laughs> that there there is there is a dissociative disorder <laughs> very deeply ingrained in him. He has never shown any kind of affection to anyone right. in that entire... Except for his grandfather. I guess he showed a protective yeah. side mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. But then, suddenly, now that he's been knifed a bunch of times, he needs his mommy. Well, that's a, that's a thing, too. One of the problems with killing Razov is that he keeps talking about... Like, oh, I have to avenge my grandfather. It's like, what kind of relationship do you guys have? <laughs> I mean, really. Like, nobody, you don't seem to care about anyone else. Um... In the comics, though, to your point, like, yeah, he has a couple moments, but he's always on this, like, super defiant, like, always, always I'm defiant. better than everybody. Yeah, that's fine. He challenges, like, all the Robins. And, and... he beats all of them. Well, Damien is awesome in the comics. That's the thing. He, like, <laughs> once once he gets a little bit of Batman twisted to him, then, then he's, like, he's... Pretty badass. The, the, the way that he takes on the Robins in the comics, like, he's not physically as capable as they are. Like, right. they're all superior fighters. But what makes him interesting is that he defeats them in different ways. Yes. Like, it's not necessarily like, I'll defeat you in battle and that will prove that I'm better. But he, like, takes something from them or does something that's like, hi, what we did you this way or something. So that it's not just like, all right, I challenge you to fight and for some reason I'm better. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I, I definitely agree that, in the, I mean, as much as it's ridiculous to talk about unrealistic stuff in comic books, of course movies, it is. You, you, you frame a context for things, like in any magical superhero whatnot, you know, it's like a, or an anime story or something, you know, like something like Full Metal Alchemist, you, you come up with the rules for your magic bullshit, mm-hmm. and then we, we buy that. And then we're like, okay, so, you know, you have to do this and this in order for this to work. And mm-hmm. not everybody can do it because not everybody's put in the discipline. Or not everybody has the... Com- it's just like real life. There's the combination of discipline with intrinsic talent with blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, and that was a huge problem with the movie because Damien is so, like, over-the-top powerful that it's like, okay, well, if he's this good now, 
And Batman is supposedly way better than him because he's the dad and he trains him. Right. Like, and you don't ever really get to see, like, okay, what level is Batman on here? Because he, like, beats up a thug here or there. Yeah. But it's not like he he does anything that's, like, more impressive than what Damien does. It's Gohan syndrome. Right. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so he's taken on all these, in all of Ra's Al Ghul's, like, right-hand men, which you would also assume would be pretty high-powered to be, like, the next in line to be Roz. Right. Like, Deathstroke, so if if Deathstroke can be beaten by, like, what is he, 10? 10-year-old kid? Then it's kind of like, well, how... Sorry. How good <laughs> is... <laughs> how good is Deathstroke? And, like, why is this kid... So powerful. Yeah, your point of reference gets thrown out of whack. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, it's just it's the weakest of the movies. It is the hardest thing to like suspend your belief about. Um, we were talking about the fight with um, was it? I don't remember the. I don't guy. remember the guy's name, but he was the huge guy that likes hookers and has claws. He's been yeah, exactly. Ubu yeah. in the Arrow too. Is that his name? Ubu. Yeah, no, Ubu is a different dude. Isn't I he thought, like that? I thought Ubu was a different guy too. Like Ubu is like uh, like classic. Raz al Ghul's that like, was supposed to be that, that was guy. supposed to be Ubu. Was this, yeah. But there's another DC character who has like claws that maybe they ripped it off from. Oh them. jeez. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they borrowed pulled it from Vegas. Did yeah, they just like? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets these claws. The guy is humongous, mm-hmm. and he's going toe to toe with this tiny kid. And they like match swords and claws, and they're like it's like they're of equal strength. Yeah. And that, just, that's that's a problem in a lot of stuff now. People. Are, yes. People are trying to kind of do the like. I'm sorry, but if some some big some big dude is gonna be physically, if it's about physical brutality and strength, some big dude is gonna be able to do more in that physically brutal fight mm-hmm. than somebody that's not. I tried know? to match his savagery with my own. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You yeah. get to Dark Knight Returns, and he has to use his brain. You know, yep. get them both in the mud and well, slowing down. And that's, yep. that's where they really could have benefited if and they had like rethought it. Well, it's like, well, let's just. Uh, it's like they didn't think no. about it creatively. Have him use his brain because he's a better strategist, maybe, or because sure, he's yeah, a sharper, like, smarter, or smaller, do something or faster. Yeah, not just any like, number of things. Yeah, yeah. just go to, just go toe to toe. Yeah, well, just imagine that they're the same. It's fairly interesting. <laughs> you guys are turning me a little on this. I think when I watched all of them back to back, I think because that one had the most Batman stuff, I enjoyed it the most. That I makes don't. Sense. I don't think that. I, I don't think that. I think. I don't know. I still think to me it was the better of the three, but oh, only wow. only by a little. <laughs> yeah. It was like a three out of five. I actually is... think the best out of three was War. Yeah. Because that Definitely. one was the most true to the comics. They had a lot of different personalities, and I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Like. There's the whole thing with Batman and Green Lantern. Like that. Yeah, yeah that banter was good. Yeah, they were just constantly outwitting Green Lantern. And he was basically just like kind of a doofus with a ring. And I, yeah. he started to like kind of get it more. And like he even takes the ring right off of him. And he's like, how'd you do that? Like you were concentrating kind of right. thing. And so, yeah, they had all these it's different personalities. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Such a smart-ass thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Batman being a smart-ass, I, I waffle on that. Because sometimes... It's like the Batman that doesn't say anything is cool, right. the mm-hmm. coolest, but the Batman who says the smart-ass stuff, it's like they have to do that sometimes. Well, yeah, if they're going to, the whole problem with having Batman in the Justice League is that he's not really a team player. Right. So he stands like outside you're of You're forcing him to be a part of a team that he would probably never ordinarily be part of. Oh, and right. he's always best used when he's removed from it. Even in right. the old uh, com- uh, cartoons, 
I think he makes a point of being like, you know, when the, when the league is first formed, he's like, you know, I'm not part of this, but I'm, I'm there when you need me. He's yeah. a safeguard. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you what to do. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he kind of likes the show. He's more of a strategist. And mm-hmm. he's, he's actually, he get, gets in there and does and things. He, he kind of does that with war, too, where he's like, got to tell people what to do. And when they take, when he tells Green Lantern, it's like, you got to leave now, I'm going in. That's awesome, too, because he's like, I'm doing this on my own. Like, right. I got to get shit done. He puts on, like, street clothes, goes get captured, and then does his Batman thing. Because he's like, yeah, you're a bunch of super-powered people. You should be able to fight hordes of guys. What am I going to do? Yeah. Thing. So, like, in that way, I thought they realized the different strengths and personalities of the characters fairly well. Pretty well. And it was closer to the comics than I think any of the other movies were. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was. I don't know... I mean, it's kind of like a—I don't know how great that comic was in the begin with. I mean, it sure. was—it was a really—it was a really tough bar to hit. Instead, mm-hmm. because it's Justice League, which is almost never that great. I mean, just like the Avengers. Let's be honest. I mean, you, mm-hmm. these right. characters are more interesting on their own than they are when you—you you have to create a scenario. And I mean, like, how much was it exactly the Avengers? It's just a New oh, York yeah. City no, no. alien monster fight. Yeah, it was definitely Avengers. And, and the comic wasn't that good. No, honestly, the comic really wasn't. That's that probably great. why it made a good movie because right. it was like easy and to digestible. replicate. Whereas yeah. these other ones, there's a lot of like nuance and there's a lot like there's a lot going lost. on in the comics yeah. that like really couldn't be brought over or translated in an hour and a half. No, they, they definitely played a lot off of Avengers, especially using Darkseid as like look. Right. Here's this big Thanos looking dude. Which is the comic book thing. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I think that... I think Thanos... I don't know which one was created first. I think Thanos was created second. Okay. I'm so all I, certain. I would, what, so, so, so Kirby did all his DC work before he moved to Marvel? I think so. I thought Darkseid and... Maybe he went back and forth. No, you're right. It was Thanos. It's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. they're... Yeah. And it's Jack Kirby's... Right. Maybe you had one of those hard wacky guy. crossovers. Yeah, Those right. would be the two that fought each other. They would team up or something. But Marvel also has uh, Apocalypse, which is kind of that... For, for the X-Men. Also Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sort of same kind of guy. Who knows? <laughs> those, those villains are always tricky because they, they, they are kind of removed from things. And then you bring them in, and they kind of bring him in, and he's just almost like a robot shooting lasers out of his eyes. It's unstoppable. Yeah. And that's kind of boring. <laughs> it is. They, but uh, even with him, they kind of draw him out more when they start like really pissing him off. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Like, taking yeah. out his eyes and stuff. Yeah, they stab a fucking crowbar in his eye. <laughs> and that's cool. Yes, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were messing around. They're like, okay, Wonder Woman's like, we gotta take out his take out eyes. She, like, stabs him with the sword. And, and she loves ice him. cream. Right. That was the one thing. It was like the ice cream thing. Was that like, was my favorite part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yes, so she's here for ice cream. Yeah, it's great. Not yeah, it's, she's, she's an untouchable character. She's, she's female Superman, mm. except for without any sense of humor. <laughs> And she discovers ice cream, and oh, shit. <laughs> she's, she is uh, more or less DC's Thor. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. the God, they come from here. this like mythical like background. A pantheon, right? Yeah. And she has she speaks with like the old fashioned or like whatever dialect. The and, old, uh, yeah, she's the tied old, to Greek old, mythology, whereas Thor's tied to like Norse and, early late English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they like they're and she they gave her a sword now to like kind of put her more on that level. Oh yeah, it's a good sword. <laughs> yeah, the sword and even the shield somehow sometimes. So, so it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, so she she really has just and she's like ageless too. Like she 
dates way the hell back. Um, like in the Batman Superman, apparently she's been around since before like World War One. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what the story is with that. We'll see. I mean, I think it's it's good that they uh, well, they, they stopped making her made out of clay. They well know, in right. the U fifty two. Did yeah. you read the Wonder Woman? I haven't. No, I've heard it's really good. It I is really good. Kind of and it. essentially, the clay thing is a cover story, yeah. and it's interesting because they play on that a little bit, and like her fellow Amazonians, like kind of resent her a little bit because she's had that story, and they like call her clay mm-hmm. as a like a put down. Right. And then it's revealed that she's actually one of many Ill- illegitimate Zeus children. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So she's like part god essentially uh, yes. which again puts her more sort of on that Thor level tying into Percy Jackson <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll get there if Disney buys everything yeah including Warner Brothers everything then we can finally have our dreams of yeah right <laughs> everything get combined have you, have you guys seen Disney Infinity <laughs> that game has everything in it mm-hmm. every like, character you could ever want you could have like Donald Duck and Deathstroke yep. or not Deathstroke Deadpool <laughs> hanging out together so oh my god Wade Wilson and Slade Wilson <laughs> <laughs> Deathstroke those two are already like pretty like compared because mostly I think it's because of the mask but yeah <laughs> I think Deadpool is actually like directly derivative of Deathstroke is it really? I believe so yeah hmm. well, it would be interesting to look into because they use like the same weapons they have guns and swords and Mm-hmm. Like a similar costume, except that Slade's got the half and half thing going on. And Deadpool's hilarious. Yeah, but Deadpool, when they first introduced him, I know this is getting like way off topic. <laughs> I don't think he was when funny they, when they first introduced yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say, did he break fourth wall and all that? No, I, think, I, think, I, think, so. I think one of the early, and I don't know a lot about Deadpool, but I think one of, for me, one of the early instances of him was he was part of the mysterious Cold War wet work team that Wolverine and Sabretooth right. were yes. part of. Project X. Or yeah. yeah, and so he was just, you know, just as, he might have been a little bit more quippy than Sabretooth or something, but right. he so wasn't he was, doing... He was actually more like uh, the first Wolverine movie kind of thing. I think Probably. he was even in charge. He might have even been like their captain. I'm not sure. I guess I, I, was, I, I was reading was, the Wikipedia article. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was flashback stuff from the Omega Red uh, three-issue X-Men <laughs> arc that I remember. Which was cool. I mean, it was a neat idea, yeah. whatever. But it was a Wolverine story. So, yeah, he's gone through some changes. Now, I think the big comparison is him and Harley Quinn. They're like... I guess. Like, Harley Quinn's changed, too, though. Well, she's become such a popular character, but now she's that kind of, like, right. funny, wacky, unpredictable. Right. And so she's kind of like DC's version of Deadpool in that their sense of humor and they're, like, kind of... She's begun to sort of get into that fourth wall stuff like I don't know if you saw her comic but she's got like this stuffed beaver that rides on the front of her like motorcycle that talks to her and stuff like that it's like it's weird oh stuff and that's what I mean it's, it's like zany. it's out there it's zany we'll exactly. have to see what they do with her in uh, Suicide Squad oh I'm so looking forward to that movie no. it'll be fun that'll oh be, yeah that will be an interesting combo plot they went real they went right with that second trailer mm-hmm. that was the, the, that the, was, the Queen's right that was yeah. the way to handle it yeah, I'm just like, all right, I have to see this now. Someone really put the time into that trailer. <laughs> well, uh, I heard a lot of people talking about how that one is a ripoff of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it definitely is. Because of course like, it is. Look at this little time we saw. And, uh, all this cool action stuff, and people uh, can't help but see it. Again, they do these things for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And so far, it, the, the reason for DC's standpoint is 
because Marvel did it and it made money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on some level or because uh, when we rebooted Batman Christopher Nolan did it this way he did it and that made money so it's mm-hmm. this weird combo- combination of like that was the right place right time yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the, the direction of Suicide Squad though because it's unlike anything that we have seen where they're all villains but they're forced to do right you know the it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because David Ayer I'm interested because of David Ayer the director and I don't know if he's a writer or whatever but He's he's always does sort of like cop stuff like that, you know. I mean, I think he wrote Training Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he but he's, he's not everything he's done is great. That sabot- sure. sabotage movie with Schwarzenegger that she did years ago. It's kind of a joke and kind of. Uh, uh, well, that most things with Schwarzenegger are. Yeah, I liked uh, Last Stand though. I thought that was okay. Was that recent? That was. Well, recent Schwarzenegger. It was Wait, that was one where he was like, he was like the sheriff in the small town. <laughs> that, one was, that was okay. <laughs> Sometimes you see a movie and you're just in the right place and you're just like, this is what I want. Needed the, for that day. The diner scenes were really good in that movie. There was some good diner. I I, I like the uh, the like cornfield two car thing. Like I thought uh, that was a neat visual. I hadn't seen anything like that before. Before we get too far, though, I want to go back to to. Deadpool again, and that there was a, I can't remember the, the writer's name, but there's a writer who does um, Doctor McNinja. I don't know if you've ever heard of. He's both a doctor and a ninja, <laughs> and Irish. Oh yeah, well, it's, the name says it all. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a funny little storyline about how he interacts with the world. But anyway, he recently did a run of Deadpool, and there was one cover that was uh, Deadpool stealing Thor's hammer. And the, the <laughs> I think the the uh, the subscript of the the article or the sorry the subscript of the what do you call them issue the subscript of the issue was please hammer don't hurt me which really really cracked me up. <laughs> so was, how does he steal the hammer? Because supposedly only those who are worthy can pick it up. I have no idea. So did you actually just you just see the cover? I just saw the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. like a but I've seen enough. Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. What is that one where he just murders everyone? Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next big crossover thing. Probably. I want to see them do that with Batman because I think it could happen. They sort of went that way with uh, Tower, of Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. He's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. This is how I take everybody out. Mm-hmm. That was one of the few things that in the New 52 Justice League, which I only read for a while, was interesting was when, when, uh, they, when they hook Superman and Wonder Woman up, mm-hmm. like they're like a couple... Batman goes to Superman and kind of eventually tells him like, "Look," and he like shows him like, "I've got I've got a contingency plan for everybody here, but you're my contingency plan right. for her, uh, and that's a pro- <laughs> this is a problem <laughs> because yeah, it's like, what do you do with her? Yeah, um, that's well. I, I mean, mean, I think that, that, that is an interesting question about the, that character when we're well, like, they, I'd really like to read more about her because they, they address that. Is there a flaw in her? Is I, there a weakness? They, they, they also address do a that. very interesting article on how she's created. But well, continue. I yeah. know, well, I know there's a lot of yes, backstory about the uh, the creator, the yes. psychiatrist, yeah, just, and his well, wife, and, yeah, and their mistress, and their living yeah. girlfriend. Well, they, yes. uh, yeah, the guy who created her was definitely interested. Like, really had a fascination with bondage, but was also a feminist. So that's kind of how she came around. Yeah, extremely but, interesting. Yeah. Um, but they also had another DCN movie called Doom that was this story, like yeah. Batman and his contingency. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. And Wonder Woman, her, and this is how I believe it was in the comic too, was that they implant something in her head. Yeah, they basically make her. makes her so she like is continuously fighting. 
and just like it wears out of it after a while. Yeah. Like in the DC animated movie, it's like she just fights endless cheetahs. Like just over. <laughs> I think it over. was like a yeah yeah. You and did it turned out to be like, like magic brain power things. Or right. Something. And then it, I think it. I could be wrong, but wasn't it just like normal people? Like she was just hacking down normal it people. Might have been, she yeah. thought that she, she was did. hallucinating. She <laughs> right. was enchanted and hallucinating. Right. And it was like, oh, well, that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, but in the comic, she thinks she's fighting her like a version of herself, and so she'll never back down. Yeah. And so it's basically a fight to the death. Right. Some dark link nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mirror mode. <laughs> but um. Back to Batman and Son, or Son of Batman. The which I feel like, but that's what we were originally talking about. Right? We've gone through all. We didn't get very far through it. We got like through the Rockstar Ghoul scene, yeah. and then kind of jumped to the end with the yeah. uh, Deathstroke. Eh, there's not much in the middle, but not the really. part they really played up the Man Bat thing. Oh right! Yeah. <laughs> but it, right. it ended up being such like a side note. The man bats, yeah, totally killable. It, it was just a, it was just a filler thing in the mail. But in the comic, it was the man bats who like basically captured Batman and forced him to meet his son. Yeah, and that's like that. He, they had the big full page of Damien holding the sword to Batman's throat, meaning like, oh, I thought you were taller, kind of thing. And I thought that was a more, like, suitable, like, introduction because it's like, oh, this little punk, you know, kind of thing. And, that was uh, a better introduction for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, the man bats were, like, totally pointless. It was just like, yeah, they're better than normal soldiers because they can fly. But apparently they're interrupted by supersonic things that just make them clog up pipes Ow. and destroy things. <laughs> they're moral greater. You can just kill them, too. Yeah. <sighs> I guess there's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like... Because they're man bats, apparently the code about not killing just goes right out the window. Yep. Just kill as many as you like. Because well, that's always been tricky with the Batman stories. If you pay attention, like I mean, like you guys have seen that Archer. Oh yeah, and they make a point. Oh, yeah. like, like like I was knocked out. Like yeah, like yeah, I have like another appointment with my neurologist tomorrow. It's like <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you knock somebody out, like you can kill them. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I like mean, they can't stay unconscious for very long. Where yeah, like it, it's, doing it's some kind, serious damage. It's kind of a. It's kind of it's the biggest caveat and all that. Well, like in a lot of comics, he like ties them up. Yeah, sure. And it's like okay, that's one thing. But a lot of them, he just knocks them out or destroys their face or legs or limbs yeah. or whatever and just kind of leaves them it's like someone well, else's problem now I, and that's what's great about the uh, Arkham the Arkham series for the, the video game series oh yeah just he doesn't kill anyone but he cripples them <laughs> like there are people with compound fractures in that game like constantly <laughs> yeah. yeah well in the, uh, the the Superman and Batman the, you see that trailer where it starts off with him just going into the warehouse and just yeah. taking out like like <laughs> he like hits the guy and his face goes through the floor. And it's just like he's dead. Yeah, I don't know, that could that could have killed him. Like I don't know, you couldn't do that safely. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna punch you just the right way, just enough force to put your face through this floor, but not hard enough to kill you. Well, how, how about if you reimagine that scene with him? Taking people down, and then every time he takes someone down, he gets like real close to their face and goes, still breathing, and then goes on to the next <laughs> Just <laughs> takes their pulse real quick. Okay. You okay, like, buddy? Okay. Every once in a while, it's like, oh shit, gotta get this one to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. 
That did, what did. What did that happen in? That happened in something where someone. That was, like, was I screwed, uh, year I, one. I screwed yeah, up. Year one. I, with I, the dude on the uh, fire escape. Right. He's like trying. He like knocks the guy over, and he's yeah. like trying to hold him. Like, yeah, well, that happens in the head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but some, maybe it's not Batman related, where somebody's like, I messed up. And but that whole somebody's scene. Somebody's about to die. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene, though, where he goes into the warehouse and takes out that room of guys, is from Year yeah. One. Like, well, it's from it's from Dark Knight Returns. I thought it was from Year One, where he like is in the floor, or was that in Dark Knight yeah. Returns? Yeah, yeah, and he uh, just pops up through the floor, pops and, like, up, takes the bottom, and takes out a bunch of guys with the sharp fingers. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that comic that comic panel very clearly with the sharp fingers. <laughs> yeah, it freaked me out when I was a kid. I think they did a good job of like like realizing his scale too. Like this Batman seems like bigger and more powerful. Then, like, yeah, the, like the wimpy, like, oh no, there are dogs, Christian Bale version. <laughs> right. Well, Ian, what was the comic you lent me where he, where he had, to, where he, oh, Venom, Batman Venom, that was the one where he was lifting weights throughout the entire. <laughs> that one was weird. Well, that one was the was the, where he he took that drug. He took right. The, took oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically steroids. Yeah. But, but then he kicked it, and then say so, like the there's a. A strength challenge at the end. He's like, "Well, I'm going to need to. We need a lot of weights to lift so I can overcome this challenge, and also I'm going to need food and adequate heat." Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Then he like lifts the door and gets. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And he's like, he tried to do it without using the venom. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was good. Like, well, you could just take these pills and do it, or you could. Well, then the venom calls back to Bane. Blah. Bond. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the where he legitimately lifts 600 pounds above his head, which is <laughs> right. that's a superpower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they, uh, they play fast and loose with the with the abilities of, of him. Also, I did like that they actually gave like a, an actual weight to him. They they pinned down his weight in that comic, and I think it was 260 something. And that it's is something a large that human. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like six two. Yeah. yeah, he's well, you know, from all accounts, he's like. Perfect physical specimen. Of course, yeah, because that's what you have to be to be a Batman. But I mean, I, I'm six two, two forty, uh, and he, I am you're considerably. Almost, you're twenty pounds short of I'm Batman. Considerably <laughs> bulkier than Batman. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's different body types too. <laughs> Some people are real, real lean muscle. So I don't know. You shut your mouth. <laughs> but in the new Superman, Batman, he's he's. Pretty bulky, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's not like real agile, no. and, and that's where like Nightwing and whatnot comes into play because he's more like the agile, like flippy around. He's a gymnast. Yeah, he was a little, old carny. <laughs> yeah, but what was the the animated movie that just came out recently, where it was more focused around Nightwing? And they like mind controlled Batman, and they actually have to fight at the end. I do not. I never saw that one. I haven't seen any of the. I just saw the Netflix ones as the most recent. There was one that came out just recently, and it was awesome because they. I even forget who the villain is, but he Batman's mind controlled, and at the end, like. Dick has to go up against Batman, and Batman just kicks his ass because he's not like holding back or anything. Of course, like. Dick does, uh, does not stand a chance or anything. He just like, goes up and he just gets annihilated. And like he tries again and just Batman just takes him down. And it wasn't until he starts like trying to feel like, I know you're in there kind of thing. Yeah. Fight it. Yeah. That he Lame. starts like getting through. But... If I was ever like the, the head guy at a comic book thing or anything, I would be like, 
There's only one phrase you can never have any character say <laughs> ever, 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 and that is two words. Fight it. Fight it. I swear to God, if you ever do that, you are out. I know, because you say fight it and they can fight anything. Right, yeah. It's like it's, oh, it's it's the mind control bullshit. You know? The appeal to humanity. Yeah. Oh man. It's 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 our ultimate vanity. <laughs> well, yeah, that's usually how it goes, like in the alien shows and everything else. You know, it's like you, you talk about Gohan. You know, Gohan yes. was half human. It was the human side that gave him the true power. But that was what I love about that one is that you've got go- okay. Now we're talking about Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is way off the rails several times. But Gohan, um, Goku is super powerful. Everyone right. knows that. Go Gohan is supposedly more powerful, and and Goku raises him to be more powerful. And then you have this weird, this weird situation where he. Fails, and Goku has to save the day yeah. again. Right. Who? Goku yeah. always come back as the most powerful one. Always, and that's the thing. Like they, they even they, they make word of that. Like a hundred years later, like oh he's back. He just shows up. Like he's their <laughs> he's their contingency plan now. Anytime the universe is in danger, which is like every two years, he has to come back. It's a Batman Bad Blood is the new one, right? Okay. Yeah, and it's like more focused around the Bat Family. Right. Batman goes missing, saving Batwoman's ass, and then they, he ends up, like I said, coming back later, mind controlled, and like kicking ass. Oh no, mind control, Batman. Batman fame. I, I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> on the Batman family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take so many other people, and it's more about him like being on the horn with six other Robins and everything else. I'm well, like, yeah. well, I like how they handle it in some ways where they're always like, you need to include us. He's like, screw you guys, I don't need you. Well, yeah, and, like, and <laughs> what Snyder did with Death of the Family was kind of kind of interesting too, you know, mm-hmm. like this whole idea of like, them all feeling betrayed by him. Mm-hmm. I yeah. gotta reread that again. But, right. but then you look at something like Court of Owls where it pretty much is just him. Yeah. It's just him with like a broken eye, <laughs> underground, yeah, screaming about this whole group that controlled the city <laughs> since I know, he driving his like great grandfather insane and stuff, and just uh, scre- keeps screaming, "I'm not scared of you," which means he's horrified. Yes, oh, they did such a good job. Like right out the gate, Snyder just is like, "This is the way the way I'm going to contextualize this character. This is I don't do stories about Batman. I do stories about Bruce Wayne." Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's all. It's just interesting because they focus more like you. Know, they always talk about like Bruce Batman's biggest weakness is that he's just a man. So why not have more things that affect him as a man? Yeah, and not just like, well, here's another group of ninjas or thugs that you can just beat up instantly. Bang, poof. Yeah. Pow. Bang, zoom. Yeah. Done. I've been whispering Court of Owls to Danielle for like the last six months. What? <laughs> just, just occasionally just like, Court of Owls. Is it all more slaves? Yeah. And then she wakes up and there's an owl there. That's right. And eventually you will drive her insane. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I bought a great horned owl and it's it's made a mess of our house. It's, <laughs> it's a real problem. You can take y'all to the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks or oh something. Oh my that was we watched we watched that entire series and then did not finish the last last episode with the Black Lodge because right. it just got weird. Of course, it gets weird. It's David Lynch. Mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was like I don't know something. We, we went off the rails with that one, and then like two years later, we watched the last episode. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't. Bob I don't possessed remember, him. I remember Bob. Yeah. Ugh. And Wyndham Earl. <laughs> I just finished watching that show too. <laughs> it's it's a, what was I? What was I just watching that had Twin Peaks references? Well, Psych had a Twin Peaks reference episode. 
I think that's what that might be what it was. Oh, that was what it was. Yeah, the, and you go to the cinnamon festival, and then yeah, and the, and the dad was the priest. That was Ray Wise. That's yeah. right. That was fantastic. They brought and they brought him in that for that episode for that exact reason. Right. Yeah, I think there was two or three characters, that did, and they redid the opening mm-hmm. just to, to reference Twin Peaks. Man, Psych is good. It's good. Not Batman though. <laughs> no. Um, last thing I will say about the uh, Son of Batman is that. Like, there were definitely parts of Damien's personality that they, I think, got right. Yeah. Like, his desire to, like, be Robin and show up the other Robins. And I thought that was, like, pretty true to the character. But, honestly, like, Damien's biggest appeal is not, like, that he's kick-ass, but that he's such a petulant brat. (laughs) And, like, he's so unlike the other Robins in character. And uh, even though my favorite one is still Tim, which I feel like that's my one of my biggest problems with the new Fifty Two is they totally like whitewashed him, Drake. But they, I don't know if they could whitewash him more than he already is. <laughs> like he had a lot of history. Like he had been there for a while. Yeah, his family was killed by like this voodoo cult, like in. Central America. His Typical. mom was killed. His mom was. And his, his dad, dad was, was paralyzed. Almost, yeah. And then his dad was killed by Boomerang in that Boomerang. Identity, yeah. identity crisis. Yeah, <laughs> but Tim was the most like Batman. Like, he was, he had the same sort of mind where he was very calculated, right. like, very cool under pressure, like, knew what to do. Like, he had that same, he had the same sort of mind. He was the only one who figured out Batman and who Batman was. Right. And then approached him about being Robin. He wasn't this, like, a street urchin or a sad clown or whatever. <laughs> he was, he was like, a, a detective. And I think that's why I always liked him. But they just made him Red Robin and the leader of the Teen Titans and, like, really, like, kind they of... They shuffled him off. Yeah, they kind of disconnected him in a lot of ways from Batman. Yeah, I don't know anything about the new 52 stuff, but I agree. Like, he's right there in Son of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, or Batman and Son in the comic. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then Damien shows up and he's the new one. And I, I, I liked Tim. I, I agree. I mm. think um, nepotism. <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. The Robin thing has always always been kind of tricky. I, I, it, I sometimes think... it can be done well, and sometimes it just seems like like they, they just right. like, conveniently don't have him in the stories where it's like there are a lot of boy wards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a ward exactly? <laughs> Like, a, like someone who's under someone's guardianship, because like they, a ward of the state. They, like finally started like actually adopting them, and I think Tim was the first one that was like adopted. Like after his dad gets killed by Boomerang, like Bruce adopts him, and he's like, "Okay, you're my son now." I, I think not like, none of this ward stuff. I think adoption has a whole other connotation that a lot of people find. Well, it, I think it makes the unha- the bond. Unha- between the characters stronger because right. it's like no one really understands what a ward is because we're not like all rich assholes exactly <laughs> it's like oh yeah so I have a ward or just old timey you know yeah uh, and I think that's why it's it's used is because no one says a ward anymore and it's like oh huh, okay that must be something cool that sounds cool <laughs> I like my like a legitimate reason to have a kid around <laughs> nobody else did <laughs> though that's right but I'm pwned they're gone yeah Maybe that's why no one knew what a ward was. Yeah. <laughs> Montgomery adoption? What? <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, Tim was, like, I think said a lot of... He was the first one that got rid of the elf panties costume. Yeah. 
And he like brought that costume into, or just modernized it. He became Red Robin, and he had that weird because of the Kingdom Come had the like a black hood thing, even though he's in like a Robin costume. <laughs> and then in the New Fifty Two, they gave him like a new Red Robin costume where he had like wings. Yeah, he looks like Falcon kind of. Yeah, he's like a very much like a Falcon esque kind of character. Just as cheesy. Yeah. Just as dumb. <laughs> so it was. Too bad to see that happen to him because of Damien. But Damien in the comics up. is cool. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, in comics, it's always weird. <laughs> but although I haven't read the ones where he comes back with superpowers, so I don't know. That sounds dumb. It does. I don't want it, that. It, it, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I read that part. But the thing is, he comes back and he has superpowers for like a week. For just a week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Batman gets super obsessed to want, want to bring him back and blah 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 and it ends up being a dark side oh thing and, and it's yeah it's pretty cheese fest I mean honestly it's like shoulda coulda woulda world DC plans this thing out way better and when Morrison ends his Batman arc his epic Batman arc he ends his he ends Batman yeah and that would have been like you kill Damien and then whatever happens after that maybe he's done at that point you don't know. I, like, I feel like they probably okayed it at first. They were like, yeah, sure. Bring in a new Robin and kill him. What do we care? We've got so many Robins. Right. But then they got to the end of like, oh, this Robin's really popular. Yeah. <laughs> people like, like people, this guy. Yeah, really like him a lot more than a lot of the other Robins. So he's coming back. And who cares how? It's all comic books. They can yeah. just make up whatever. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I, I go both ways because I really like the interaction of, of the character that's actually his son. Mm-hmm. You know, not this, none of this adoption horse shit and this other <laughs> crap. Ward. Be, be, yeah, wards. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but this idea... And some of the some of the New 52 stuff that was the best pre-killing Damien was um, was the Batman and Robin book. Mm-hmm. I actually read that book and thought that Peter, J- Peter Tomasi did. I thought that there were some good stories in that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but like at the same time, it's Morrison's character to kill, and when he decides to close that book on him at, in Batman Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really kind of come full circle on the whole thing, you kind of have to. I think there's yeah, just, it, that, that's, it that's almost it. seems like out of respect for that writer in that book, it was like. Well, okay. he didn't fit that well in any of the other books either. I mean, with the exception being the Batman and Robin stuff, because that was explicitly about that, that interaction. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you throw him into, like, one of Scott Snyder's storylines, and it's just, like, like in Death of the Family or something, which is already problematic because you've got, like, a five-year window for five Robins at this point. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And you're like, huh, what? Mm-hmm. None of this could have all happened. You don't have the, the, the wealth of the Batman history. They just have a high turnover rate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. New Robins needed. Well, the You're fired. Very shortly-lived uh, Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown. Yeah, right. she was fired and killed. And she was hired, then fired, then killed in a very small window. And not killed. And fake, then brought fake, back. Fake, 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 but no, she was never brought back. She was fake killed. She, by no, Leslie she was Tompkins. Only fake killed later. Yeah. I think. Oh, it was like right. she was really oh, killed, and then they're like, well, let's bring her back. Let's bring her back by saying no she was No one will expect us to bring another one back. <laughs> an oracle is unoracled. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. She went to Europe and got her legs back. Yeah. Because uh, now she has PTSD. <laughs> Uh, well, they re- reinvented that character pretty majorly recently, right? They redid her costume, and she almost looks like she's in high school now. Yeah, like, it's, it's like an Archie kind of design. Uh, that's they sh- uncomfortable. 
they should have just left her the way she was because you know that the Killing Joke was an amazing comic and they kind of undermined it by bringing her back and the whole reason she became Oracle is because she was basically useless otherwise. But Oracle was very useful. Oh yeah, definitely. She's a computer hacker and if you watch any superhero TV show, they all have a hacker. Of course they do. Got to Because no one really knows what hacking is. Yeah, exactly. And they, like, they're I the mean, magic yeah. solver. That's another line. Fight it and I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> It gets to be rough. Yeah, I, I, I don't think enough about that car- garbage when I think about stories, unfortunately. Okay. Well, my, at least my own. I, I try to avoid the hacker magic's, magic answer to, to problem solving. But it's, it's, it's just sort of... And it's, it's usually pretty uninteresting visually, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's she just, can throw somebody in front of a screen and have them do this and that. Right. And they're right. hand-waving and whatnot. It's, of course. A, it's just a plot device. It's like, okay, it's, well, we can't think of another way, at least something that they could do quick enough to move the plot along. So we're just... Uh, hack it. I got everything I need. Villains over here. The unfortunate truth, to, though, is that if that element isn't in a story now it would be more incredulous because what are you going to do unless you're doing a period piece where like oh they don't have high tech security blah 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 dirt dirt and internet mm-hmm. satellites and everything else you know it's like oh, how so and so going to get into this building that they have to get into quickly somebody does this okay but then we then your face is like a MacGyver situation you are your face which which I mean if you're going to spend the whole thing about like how does Green, <laughs> how does Green Arrow get into Slade Wilson's hideout it's a good thing <laughs> Villains who only ever stay in one place with a locked door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's in here. We just gotta get in. <laughs> yeah, no, and then we gotta figure out a way. And as soon as we get in there, we'll kick his ass. It's the cell phone problem for storytelling too. It's it's a lot right. of things. What was I, I was I watching recently? I was watching something, and somebody like covered up a murder. Oh no, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching Miller's Crossing. The Coen Brothers movie. Sure. And at the end, well, not to spoil all of Miller's Crossing, <laughs> but it, basically the upshot of it is that somebody is able to kind of stage a murder in a way, a double murder, um, in a way where, like, if you know anything about, like, powder, you know, powder residues sure. and things like that, like, none, none of the, without, it, it pre forensics, it's like in the 30s or even before that. I mean, they had some stuff, but. Mm. Yeah, you you can't just do that in a story now. No. Everything has to be factored in, you know. Not to mention the fact that there would probably be some security camera on the right. street or here or there. It turns into the CSI, you know, whatnot world where everything's. Have you watched Agents of Shield at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched like the last couple. Of yeah, like, I stopped watching it a while ago. But one of the first characters. I, is... There was a good one in the new season. Oh really? Just one? No, I don't okay. know. <laughs> They, like to, sorry, they always do it a little bit where they're like, oh, it's coming back, it's good again, and then they get you back. No, right. no, it's crap. Yeah. yeah. It's a but, TV show, that's what they do. They do the well, sweep they, stuff. And they, they spend most of their time walking around playing. And Yeah. I thought the first <laughs> season was worth it for the... Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, I guess it was the second season when uh, Coulson killed... What's his face? Where they... Uh, it was the, like the after credits where the dude was like, they thought he was dead and he oh. got... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the season with Bill Paxton. Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton yeah. thank you. He yeah. was called... Uh, he was Jared. Bill Paxton, actually. He was Jared. <laughs> yeah. He was evil Bill Paxton. That was, that was worth it. That, that was what made me love that, that whole series. Was, was, <laughs> found it! And then walk off screen. That was... I like <laughs> that. That, that punchy kind of writing is fun for me. Sure. Sorry, continue. There's a lot to wait for for that yes, one. Yes, it right? was. <laughs> but they start right away with a hacker. And they're like, hack, hack, hack. But yeah. then there's the other one, the old tiny Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, 
Agent Carter. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No, I no haven't. Hacking. I, I haven't either, but I assume there's no hacking. There's no hacking. But it's not on Netflix. Tony Stark's dad is in it. Yeah. So Howard's, like the, Howard's in it. And yeah. It's, the, it's gadgets and stuff. So maybe is it's it more gadgets like instead of hacking? It, it, but the gadget, it is, but the gadgets aren't the end-all be-all. And there are a few moments in the story when it's like, they don't have a cell phone, so they've got to actually go like call on like a <laughs> phone gotta, booth that's all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go take a trip to the library. Yeah, like oh, I forgot my library card. I gotta go renew my. I, I enjoy it. I, it, it. It's a period. It's a period piece thing. It, it's it's got sort of a whimsy to it. Um, uh, nothing too substantial happens. I mean, you already know when she dies, right? You know right. that yeah. she dies in bed in Long Island, <laughs> 19. 2015 Spoiler or whatever. Alert, yeah. She grows old and dies. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, and her daughter, granddaughter is. It's kind of the same thing with like Gotham, even though that show's been through its up and downs. But there are no, there's no hacking. Or like they... Dude, Gotham. I was thinking about the technology because I was watching a, a, one again yesterday. Mm. I feel like they've they've had the characters have cell phones in it at times. Yeah, they're like old-timey cell phones. Maybe they're like flip phones. In yeah, the exactly. They're old-timey. They they're they're like, like, 19, like 1999 yeah, cell it's phones. Like, so they can like make calls and play Snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So the, the, I haven't seen the thing too smartphone and super techie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of doing like the animated series thing where it's got a very retro look to a lot of stuff. And it's supposed to take place... It's not supposed to be super current because it's like before Batman. Right, but but that's still in like a weird nebulous place. I mean, Gotham City's always been kind of a city out of time when they needed it to be and for it, visual reasons. It's kind reasons. of cool that way. In fact, in the latest Flash, they kind of made they made an Earth Two, and that Earth Two is that way where it's like technology is super advanced, but everything looks like it's from the fifties. Yeah, and I think that part of that is just the aesthetic. Those aesthetics are appeal just appealing in general culture it's, now. It's a comic a book look because like that too. Yeah, a lot of it we associate like. The, comic books with this 50s kind of appearance to the moon yeah it's the um the retro the three fins re- retro <laughs> retro rocket three fin uh, venture brothers johnny quest failures of the 60s transatlantic accents transatlantic <laughs> and uh fast talking and high pants yeah. world's fair yeah yep. you might know this does a rocket with three fin could you actually like fly that to the moon I mean, yeah, anything that goes fast, you can fly to the moon. Well, like, currently, could we, like, build a rocket, like, one of those stereotypical rockets has three fins, you set it up somewhere, and it takes off and lands on the moon. I mean, it depends on what the fins are made of, but yeah. (laughs) So you're saying the only thing standing in the way is good fin technology. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly awesome. Why would we made more rockets like that? You'd have to turn it at some point too, because we got yeah. got involved little, in the Vietnam. They conflict. did this in Tintin. They have little rockets on the outside. There. Yeah, turn uh, the rocket around. So That's fine. <laughs> you could totally do that. There's no reason not to. It's. I mean, you, you run into a fuel problem, but <laughs> okay, fair enough. I want to see one of these three pin rockets. Yeah. There's all right. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Actually, what back to me some plans. Oh, what are the new? What are the, what are the SpaceX rockets? Is the app? No, the Atlas or the ICBMs. What are the SpaceX? <laughs> 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 what? It's just a funny connection. Yeah. Well, the, go to the moon, or we'll nuke ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> it's the Saturns, or the, like that's I, you know I'm, you, I'm sure you've heard about this, but you know the, what's his face? Neil deGrasse Tyson did a talk about like how we don't remember how to make the Saturn fives anymore. 
the greatest rocket ever made. We don't remember like someone. No one just recorded like, it well enough, it, uh, like, and everyone's just doing it off the top of their head. Everyone like, who made it's it's dead. <laughs> I can totally and see that in the sixties. Just a bunch of people yeah. getting together and they're they, they, they do what they do, and then they're just like, "Okay, we built it. Yeah, we know what we're doing." Well, they got they got the blueprints, for lasagna, but they're they're stupidly complicated. And none of the factory, like none of the 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 manufacturing processes used to make the rockets are in effect anymore. They've all been dismantled and Same retired. We're too dumb to follow the blueprints for these old rockets. So I, what you say is, co- it's prohibitively expensive to redo the process <laughs> or, to make these rockets, and or it's a super, like you know, reverse engineering our own technology right. from the past. This is back in the day when like we couldn't smelt titanium well enough to cut it. And so it was easier to pour it into molds with iron as the mold and then eat the iron out with acid. Wow. Easier than cutting it because you would ruin the cutting heads. So wouldn't cutting it now just be a superior way to build them? Yeah, that's way superior. Well, then why, why is it an issue? Uh, because they don't, because that's, that's the point is they don't do that anymore. So instead of making a honeycomb that they eat out, they would have to cut it out. But that seems like it would make it easier, not harder. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And yet we can't do it for some reason. <laughs> well, nobody wants to do any of that shit anymore. Unfortunately. Like, oh, we gotta... Everybody just wants to, you know, binge watch what's on Netflix and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and figure, figure, out, figure out what's me, what's mine, and say, I'm angry and that means something. And no one knows what binge means anymore. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, right. I want to see how far we can get off the rails here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It is called the Futile Podcast you know from the beginning. You know what? Rocket has always seemed really stupid. The Enterprise ship. How do they get that thing into space? Do they build, they it build them in space? Well, they not okay, in Star okay, Trek. Hold on, why, why hold on. Do that? The new well, that, okay. Well, don't get me started on that. The new Star Trek has them building it in Iowa. That's true. But but yes, you would build a spaceship in space because you just pick you take the so bits the up to it. The idea is that you would never land this thing. No, no, That's no. That thing would just the get destroyed under why? why not have a ship that you could land? Have the transporter and the, uh, whatchamacallit, the shuttlecrafts. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's... Wait, the shuttlecraft, like the game? That no, like they have the little... The little, little shuttles. Yeah, ships. yeah why not have more of those? It's so energy... I mean, like, so, okay. So it goes a little... It's a little ridiculous because you have something that can literally, like, duck between layers of space. Mm-hmm. So, like, energy doesn't really seem to be a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, seems like they got a lot. But getting a getting a ship that big on like out of that or into orbit or past the gravitational pull is pretty troublesome. It's imagine, pretty hard for us. Yeah. So your ships are really too big. It sounds like. Yeah, in, ships are too in big. In sci-fi, they just make them just like they're like cruise ships. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's all kinds of problems with ships, like but the ships that we think they of in sci-fi. They all have to be like nimble fighters too. Right. I mean. I mean, you get right down to it, and you talk about like <laughs> flying near the speed of light, and and dust becomes a huge problem because <laughs> impacting with a particle of dust is the equivalent of a nuclear explosion. But they have shields. No, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. shields solve everything. So, like the the physical way to uh, uh, to get around that is to just make every ship needle shaped, <laughs> so that every every strike is a glancing strike. So they just have everyone in the ship line up single file in this right. like, needle shape. And you have the weird problem of well, you're constantly accelerating, so now you have to orient your ship so that your like your head is towards the tip. Otherwise, that's true because that would mean that every time they go into hyperspace or whatever, it's got to be a straight shot because it's not like you can turn. No. Oh, no. It would take you so long to turn. <laughs> Do you realize? I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> so they should really just be like, 
it's like yes. every time they get like okay hyperspace to here turn hyperspace turn to right. hyperspace and relativistic turning is a huge problem too and slowing down relativistic that always seems like a big issue like well. they're all of a sudden just like <laughs> better just to use the spice to fold that's space. right yeah. yeah physics makes everything boring this hmm <laughs> it does couldn't there? Couldn't you devise a formula for making physics exciting? I'm sure, I'm sure someone has. <laughs> His name was Richard Feynman. He liked to play the bongos and pick up women. Oh boy! The next like volume a... of that should be out pretty soon. Oh my god! I can't wait. Feynman's character is—he's—he's he's something special in that series. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they got, they got, no, they got, no, they got Laka or Loka is like yeah. a half, half human. Yeah, Hickman, Hickman does. Hickman's stuff is interesting. That's, that art's so gross. Yeah. So gross looking. But it's awesome. It's, that guy follows me on Twitter. That's pretty amazing. I told you. Did I tell you, you did. that? You told me that. And I'm, I'm still a little jealous. Well, I, mean, you know, I think I earned that, but it's a real like confluence of just good luck and timing. Yeah. I'm going it's, to... It's, what's his name? Nick something. I don't know. I haven't seen, seen any posts from him in a while. I want to get a timestamp of when you said both. I think I earned that and... No, no, you're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're both wrong. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> Up on my throne a cycle here. <laughs> this is definitely what the podcast needs more of, like, people, us calling each other out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the reason why, like, it'll be good to get in on the, on the Snyder Superman stuff when, when the new one comes out, because I don't think I'm going to like it very much. But it sounds like you, you've got you, and you've got good, well-reasoned arguments for why you like Man of Steel, and I mean, you know, I can I, do I, like can, I can my arguments fight back. But. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's just do like a preview. Are we doing a Steel now? Just a preview about that because my idea right now is that we watch Man of Steel before we go see Batman v Superman. I'm in. Okay. So, Man of Steel works because it's Superman who doesn't know how to be Superman yet. And people's expectation of him is that he just knows how to do everything right away. And of course, like anyone who does something new, especially being Superman, I can't imagine that's like an easy learning curve, right. is bound to make a few mistakes. And they learn from the mistakes. That's the important thing is that they learn from it. So like, we'll see what happens in the second one. Yeah, if he's still like doesn't know how to do anything, then it'll be kind of like, okay, the Superman should know better by now. But in the first one, like, you end up in the situation where Zod's threatening to kill people with his laser vision. Yeah, you might not be thinking, like, hmm, what else can I do to save these people without killing this individual? Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. look around. Yeah, not a lot of time. Maybe there's a mirror I can use to reflect his vision off somewhere else and take out another building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I definitely... I'm a defender of that movie. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Also, to bring it back to Flashpoint Paradox, Super Wave doesn't know how to be Superman either. No, he does not. No. He does take off Aquaman's arm, though. He does. Yeah. And he also murders a bunch of people on accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, he looks like a super like pale, pasty nerd. Super Wave. Superman yeah, didn't get me that yellow sun that does uh, it for him. Yeah, and wouldn't he have to spend some time hanging out in the sun to like charge up? It's unclear. <laughs> it's always been. That Superman seems especially powerful. The and super wave. Once he gets the power. Yeah. Doesn't he just take off his arm and then basically someone takes him out right away? And he kills a bunch of ships 
and murders a bunch of people. Oh yeah, what ha- what happens to him in, in the end? I don't even remember. Does he just get taken out in the, the nuclear explosion? I think so. I think possibly Cyborg dies and he's just super tears. Oh, super tears. <laughs> Couldn't bring him back. Nope. Didn't even get him the cellophane S. Aw. <laughs> 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 that was That's, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish. We are. Getting the cellophane S. 